Thank you so much, Kathy. When I was in high school, I used to head home after cross country practice and watch television. Maybe watch reruns of Cheers or Family Ties, if you know those shows. And then after dinner, more television, maybe Who's the Boss or Family Feud. On the weekend, I'd get up, watch bowling on television until the NFL game started, and then watch football until the golf broadcast started. Most of high school was kind of blah for me. I was bored and I was boring. Yes, there were some fun moments. It was fun to memorize the Trivial Pursuit Sports Edition. That was fun for me, but there were more meaningful ways that I could have spent my time. It wasn't that I didn't know of a better way. After all, one thing that I loved about the TV show Cheers was that it was about a group of people sharing life. I understood the value of sharing life. And one of the things that I loved about Family Feud was that it was about families playing games together. I understood the value of playing games together. So why didn't I take more initiative? Why didn't I create the life that I wanted to lead? I think it was because I didn't regularly ask the question, how do I want to live my life? I didn't regularly ask the question, where do I find meaning? I'm not being hard on myself. I just, I didn't know any better. But sometimes I wonder, what if I had known better? How might I have lived my life differently if I had been more tuned in to what I cared about? And I thought one thing that I could have done uh, differently was I could have learned everyone's name. I loved memorizing things. It would have taken a lot of time and effort, but it was in my power. I could have studied photos in the yearbook and learned everybody's name. I loved saying hi to people, but not knowing names was a barrier. I could have learned a thousand names and been in bliss saying hi to everyone. It's a simple pleasure and so readily available once you notice. And with that investment in relationship, imagine what could have come of it. I'm sure that simple practice of saying hi to people would have opened up my social world and even impacted the life of the school. So for me, something was missing. It wasn't that I needed more stuff. Uh, it wasn't that I needed to make some big sacrifice to get what I needed. I simply needed to recognize what resources I had at my disposal and figure out how to direct those resources to live a meaningful life. When people talk about the most meaningful times of their lives, it's often not the expensive toys that they, that they think of. But yes, that George Foreman barbecue grill, that huge grill is amazing, yes. And it can empower you to cook for a group of friends in the backyard. But I hope you don't spend the whole time standing around the grill talking about the grill. Invest in things that empower you to do what is meaningful. 
Often what matters most is to do something that matters with people you care about and be all in. And then a pandemic comes and shakes things up. How do we live meaningful lives when there is so much that we can't do? We can't stand around the barbecue with a group of friends. So what are we to do? For one thing, during a pandemic, invest more in self-care. You might need more self-care during a pandemic. A lot of people are experiencing symptoms of PTSD during the pandemic. So give yourself a lot of self-care. And that might look like watching more television than usual. I think that when I was in high school, watching TV was a form of self-care. I wasn't bullied at school, but I felt safer watching a show about people than I did in an actual group of other students. I honor that self-care is valuable and needed. Having downtime is valuable and needed. We have some over-functioning volunteers in this church. Some of us were doing a lot already, and then the pandemic made our volunteer work more complicated. Even as we need more people on some of our committees though, we need some of our committees to be doing less. If you are at a committee meeting and the topic comes up that isn't urgent or important, I encourage you to suggest postponing that item, perhaps even until after the pandemic. It is okay to have a light meeting. Let's be mindful about how we are investing our resources. I recently read a book by Barry Johnson called Polarity Management. One of the polarities he talks about is the polarity of stress and tranquility. He distinguishes good stress and bad stress. The word for bad stress is distress. The word for good stress is eustress. That's E-U stress, eustress. Eustress is the feeling of stretching yourself and rising to a challenge. Challenges like going on a long hike or writing dozens of postcards to get out the vote or making care packages for each other. Similarly, there is a good kind of tranquility and a bad kind of tranquility. Good tranquility is when you feel peaceful, restful, expansive, restored. Bad tranquility is when you feel shut down and closed in. During this pandemic, you might be feeling the bad kind of stress and the bad kind of tranquility. Too many people in the world are feeling this and trying to go it alone. If only they knew what is possible when you get involved in a congregation like ours. Every week in the Sunday services, we gather to experience together the best kind of tranquility, singing beautiful songs together, sharing stones of joy and concern, listening to the poetry of our readings and gathering afterwards in small groups. This truly is peaceful, restful, expansive and restorative. But that is not all. We don't only feed the pole of tranquility. We also feed the pole of stress 
by engaging in good stress, you stress. We step into our lives with purpose and meaning every week committing to taking action in the world. Sometimes that action will be in our own homes when family needs or health needs focus the scope of our work. At other times, our home life is manageable and we expand the scope of our work, but always we can find meaning in what we do. Bell Hooks says, I know no one who has embraced a love ethic whose life has not become joyous and more fulfilling. The widespread assumption that ethical behavior takes the fun out of life is false. In actuality, living ethically ensures that relationships in our lives, including encounters with strangers, nurture our spiritual growth. An ethic of love brings stress, but it is the good kind of stress, you stress. And an ethic of love brings tranquility because it becomes easy to find peace with yourself and with those you love. By showing up in this church with your authentic self, you help the congregation to tune in to your needs and to our needs. So when you're feeling the bad kind of stress, distress, we can together find peace and restoration. When you're feeling shut down and stuck, we can together find purposeful living using the resources that we have. So what resources do we have? If you have time but not energy, then time is your resource. Invest time in this congregation by showing up for fun events like story night or music making or a meditation group, or we could play some online games together. If you need to get unstuck, let's find simple ways to spark joy. Maybe we could all share our Wordle results if anyone here plays Wordle. All right. If you have care to give, if you're feeling resourced with care, you might join a committee. And if you don't have a lot of energy to go with that care, you could remind the committee to keep things simple during the pandemic. And since today we celebrate the kickoff of our pledge drive, maybe one of the resources that you have is money. This is a congregation that on the whole has money and we're learning to become comfortable talking about that. Yes, we can talk about money. Money is a resource like other resources. In the book, The Soul of Money, Lynn Twist and Teresa Barker say that money can be an expression of your deepest values. When our money moves in the direction of our highest commitments, it nourishes our world and ourselves. For some of us, we invest our money in paying the rents, in buying food, in struggling to pay the bills. If that's your situation, I honor it. You need to be especially attentive to where you direct your money. And I hope that you feel a sense of purpose at the start and end of each month. And for some of us, we have more than enough money to get by and we have more flexibility with the question of, how can I find the most meaning in where I direct my money? When you decide how much to pledge this year, 
I encourage you to give it to give until it feels good. Don't pledge in a way that gives distress. Give in a way that causes you stress. EU stress, you stress. Give until it feels good. Feed your dreams for yourself and feed your dreams for this church. Before my big finish, I invite you to think about what this church means to you. And you might even put your answer in chat. So in like one to three words or a sentence, what does this church mean to you? What has it done that you find meaningful? What keeps you coming back? What helps you to find peace when you need it? What helps you to get through this pandemic? What makes this church worthy of your time, your energy, your attention, and your money? And I'll just give this a moment to, to read the what's shown up in chat. A lot of connection, renewal, community, purpose, living. Yeah, kindness, generosity, heart. Love, healing. Yeah, music. Looking forward to one of your potlucks. Thank you, you're welcome to keep those coming in and I'm gonna keep going. So here's the big finish, here's the big finish. The theme of the pledge drive is enter, rejoice and come in. Enter into this congregation with your hurts and distresses, with your full heart, with your full vision for this community and this world. Rejoice in this congregation because we're all in with gusto Celebrate our principles and celebrate what our principles call us to be. So much to rejoice for. And come in, really come in. Bring your full self, bring your need to be rejuvenated, and bring your need to live life with purpose, to invest your resources in what matters most. As we kick off the pledge drive, enter, rejoice, and come in.